Well, it's another Monday and another APW podcast dropping into your favourite podcast dispensary. Uh, We're delighted that you're able to join us and a big thank you to our regular listeners. I have Callum Williamson, a top expert today, and today is a neighbourhood watch. Once a month, we look at either a city in a city watch episode or a neighbourhood watch episode. Uh, One looks at the city from a population, infrastructure and employment perspective. The mnemonic is PI. And the other looks at the flavours of a city's neighbourhoods, who lives where, which are the up-and-coming neighbourhoods, and so on. Today we're taking a second look at Cardiff. You can check out the first one, which was posted online in December of last year. So, hello, Callum. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm very well. And uh, what did we learn about Cardiff from our first episode? Apart from uh, learning a bit about all the great pubs that are in Cardiff, um, we learned that it's the capital of Wales, which I think most listeners will know. Uh, a very proud part of the United Kingdom, you know, with its own developed parliament and laws. Devolved parliament. I think maybe that's a, the dyslexic in me coming out, perhaps. Devolved <laughs> parliament. Some of the property laws are a little bit different to the UK, so the stamp duty is slightly different, and it's it's not called stamp duty, it's called land and buildings tax, I believe. Uh, but broadly for buy-to-let investors buying from abroad, it's it's pretty similar to England. There's some good markets within Cardiff, also within Wales itself, growing population, growing economy, and, and there's a lot going on there. Yes, yeah, so 1.6 million people live within a 45-minute commute, and that's projected to grow by 20% over the next 20 years. There are some interesting regeneration areas going on with the council trying to revive some brownfield sites and so on. A lot of fresh employment, a very diverse population, many different nationalities present. And it's got some universities, one of which I believe you attended, uh, Callum. It was close enough. I went to Swansea. It's sort of like calling a South African an Aussie or a Kiwi an Aussie or an English person, a Welsh person, a Swansea uni. But... um, I apologise to both Swansea and Cardiff for any offence I might have caused. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, I, I spent a lot of uh, time there. You know, it's uh, they're only sort of 50 minutes apart and we would often go up there for, for various reasons. But um, the unis are great. You know, there's three, uh, two unis in Cardiff, Cardiff University and then University, UIC, University of Wales in Cardiff, I think, which is the more sort of sporty uni. So... Um, yeah, great. There's heaps going on. I think 44,000 students there in Cardiff altogether. OK, but you lived in the city for a while. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, I was, uh, yeah, lived in Cardiff last year whilst we were trying to build up the UK team a bit and find some more developers and people to work with. I was based in, in the city centre and it's uh, it's marvellous. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great place to live because you have all the benefits of a large city in the UK, but it's more of a town you know it's still pretty small but you've got all these strong economic drivers the property market's solid employment solid because it's a capital city so it's uh yeah it's, it's a great great place to buy and uh live okay well i think your local knowledge qualifies you as our neighborhood watch expert for today's podcast um uh, let's get into the different places the different neighborhoods um i'll just throw neighborhoods at you and then you can tell me all about them um so uh, let's start with the city centre where you say you were based. Sure. So the city, you know, I took this off the internet because they can say it much better than me. Cosmopolitan capital whose skyline ranges from modern skyscrapers to famous stadiums and whimsical castles. 
lots of different areas and suburbs to suit all price points. I mean, the city centre, it's, uh, you know, it's largely, it's largely sort of shopping and commercial. And then as you sort of get out of the city centre into the sort of surrounding parts of the city centre, which doesn't take long, it's only, it would only be a five minute walk. You start getting into some of the, the office blocks and the more, um, you know, the white collar stuff, but it's, uh, the city centre is yeah, pri- primarily shopping. You've got the castle, you've got heaps and heaps of great pubs and um, lots of nice places to eat. And you can, from, from all of the places we're going to discuss today, all of the different neighbourhoods, you know, you can walk into the city centre in five, 10, 15 minutes, depending where you are. So this, this city centre is accessible to everyone, which makes it great. Okay, uh, so uh, Roth or uh, uh, Plasnowid, uh, tell us about those. Plasnowid, I think. Well, I Plasnowid. think the Plasnowid. Okay. The, yeah, the double the double D. I'm told makes a a th sound. So Plasnowid. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Roth is it's traditionally more of a student area, so it's sort of to the north northeast of the city centre uh, in you know, sort of terraced housing in a city. If you listen to our What Makes a Capital City or What Makes a City episode, you'll see that that's sort of the first ring outside of the posh houses in, in the city centre. So lots of lots of students there, lots of HMOs, uh, conversions into to flats. And so all the sort of things that go along with the student area, but it's not, you know, it's not restricted to just students. There's lots of good value to be had from uh, family homes and terraced houses where you, you can add a bit of value to them by renovating them but lots of parks again i mean there's there's heaps and heaps of of parks in in cardiff roth recreational ground roth pleasure gardens roth lake roth park roth gardens and yeah it's great for students young professionals a lot of people will study and live there and then they'll stay in cardiff and they'll live there or buy around there because it's it's good value it's you know two to three hundred thousand pounds i would say for a a terrace house, depending on the, the bedrooms and the state of it. Okay, I came across a website called Expat Arrivals. Uh, so it was uh, ex- people coming into Cardiff and had descriptions. Uh, and about Roth, it said northeast of the city centre, a picturesque and vibrant multicultural community. Creatives, young professionals, and students will treasure the sustainable shops and chic restaurants and pubs. Excellent transport links. Residents can get to the city centre in fifteen minutes by car or bus. Uh, so that's Roth, uh, Penny Lan. Okay, <laughs> the Waitrose to Roth Sainsbury's. This pretty affluent neighbourhood is okay. characterised by its leafy, tree-lined suburban streets and its artisanal delis. So, Penny Lan. Okay, I've got to say it's not not the area I'm most familiar with because it's sort of uh, yeah more affluent part of town. You have sort of larger family houses there well to do people with very nice houses and well-paid jobs so from an investment perspective it's not really where i would be buying because the price is too high and the yield as a result is not great but a lovely part of cardiff you know heaps of places to go places to go cycling and running uh, lots of parks again cardiff does have a lot of parks and it's why it's good for young families walking the dogs chilling out with the kids whatever it may be and it's a great sort of community feel there because you get a lot of similar sort of people living there so yeah nice nice part of town Penelan. 
Yeah, again, uh, expat arrivals uh, says a haven for families with good schools and child-friendly restaurants, Edwardian architecture, and only six minutes by car to the city centre. Uh, I'd also like to thank Blue Self Storage, who also had a very good set of descriptions of uh, the different neighbourhoods. Splot was another neighbourhood. Okay, Splot. Great names, aren't they? So Splot's to the east of the city centre. This is, you know good value if that's what you want to call it it's probably some of the cheaper house prices in cardiff i would say it sort of goes you know from the west to the east in a clockwise manner expensive to less expensive in and splots over on the east so i mean from an investment perspective i'm it's good value but i'm not sure i buy there because it's sort of not quite the not quite where the young working people live it's not quite the the type of tenant you'd be you'd be trying to get i think so nonetheless it's high practice so according to the bit of the research i did here so it's not just me rambling is a bit of research it's house prices are lower than the other suburbs it's about one hundred and seventy-seven thousand for the average house there which is pretty good value to be fair and you'll you'll find lots of well-finished houses to buy or rent there so you often get that sort of um, going back to your west to east. Obviously, the prevailing wind in the UK is from the west. So, if you live in the east of a city, you're getting all the smells from the city blown uh, up your streets. Uh, so that that's why they were always uh, less popular uh, because they were mm, less fragrant. Okay, well that that is splot. Uh, what about uh, Cardiff Bay? Yeah, there's heaps in Cardiff Bay. I mean, when we were you know, we, we had heaps of staff in the office there in Cardiff, the sort of 20 to 30 year old uh, demographic, 80% of them were living down in the bay. You know, they would walk up into the city centre in 10, 15 minutes. You've got heaps going on down there, you know, cinemas, places to eat and drink out, places you can go running. There's a, you know, gym and international pool. There's all lo- loads and loads going on there and you can jump on the the barge and actually catch a a barge up the river taff to the city center which takes five minutes so it's it's one of the more popular areas with the young professionals not maybe not you know married with kids but young young professionals so you get a higher yield and the house price is a bit more expensive two hundred and twenty thousand, but you can expect to get a thousand pounds a month which is what's that 5.56 percent yield so it's pretty pretty good International White Water Centre in, in, in Cardiff Bay as well. I've been there. Uh, it was very exciting, actually. Yeah? Cardiff. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, expat arrival says uh, Cardiff, or the Bay, uh, as you as it's fondly known, uh, is a foodie's dream. 25 restaurants, bars and cafes, luxury residences on the waterfront and affordable flats a bit further out. Uh, big attractions, the Wales Millennium Centre, the Senate and Techniquest. What's Techniquest? Did you oh, TechniQuest. Let me tell you about TechniQuest. If you <laughs> if you went to school in Wales as a youngster, you can guarantee you went to TechniQuest on a school trip. It's uh, it's just this really cool place. As a kid, it's it's fascinating. It's got sort of tricks of science and, you know, it's got mirrored rooms where you run around running into glass mirrors because you can't see your way out. It's got it's just a sort of science. I don't know how you describe it, but as a kid, it was very, very cool. It was all sort of science showing you how you can do things like make magnet magnetic balls levitate with other magnetic balls. It was uh, it was very cool as a kid. But I always remember it's a big golf ball looking structure, 
And as a kid, I would look at it and it would seem huge. But now when you drive past it, I mean, it's only about 20 foot tall, the ball. It's not even that big. So it's uh, interesting. But the bay, it's a great example, I think. You know, it used to be Tiger Bay would be Cardiff Bay. And that's because you had such a mix of uh, nationalities and people working down there on the docks. It was pretty rough. Some pretty cool people came from there, Shirley Bassey. But um, it's a great example of a redevelopment project that's done very, very well and totally changed the the use and the outlook of a part of the city. So it's, uh, yeah, a very cool, cool place to be. Okay. Um, Pont Canna, another suburb. <clears throat> Pont Canna. I'll be, I'll be a bit biased about Pont Canna because that's where uh, I bought my first little flat. It was in Pont Canna, right opposite the Pont Canna Inn, which is the best pub in the world. So Poncano is over on the west of the city. So what do they say here? An unashamedly lovely suburb. Poncano is home to big houses, artisanal eateries, butchers, jewelry shops, cafes, and quiet residential streets. And that's it. You know, a lot of the houses, if you're trying to buy a house in Poncano, especially on some of the main Cathedral Road or um, Plasturton Gardens, you know, you're looking at paying a million pounds. So it's very expensive. But most of those houses now have been they're four or five stories. Most of them have been turned into flats and sold as pretty affordable flats. So you get a lot of uh, people that are working in the city would be living there and just walking in or cycling in because it's so close. But it's uh, it's very trendy, almost too trendy. I'm, I'm not trendy enough to, to live there. That's why I left. Oh. Couldn't stay there. It's too trendy for me. Okay. Um, Expat Arrival says, Pont Canner is a lush neighbourhood with highly sought-after amenities. Residents also enjoy the swathes of parkland, world-class sporting facilities and entertainment hubs, such as the Chapter Arts Centre and the Kings Road Courtyard. Uh, Canton. Canton. So Canton would be your... That's just a bit further out to the west of Pont Canner. Uh, and this is where, you know, this is young families... People that maybe want to sort of, were maybe educated in the city, don't want to live in Roth, and so they move over to Canton because it's better value than than Poncana. It's on the west of the city, lots of good schools there for people that are, uh, have young families and good value. So the average house price is two fifty versus four hundred thousand, say in Poncana, and still a pretty good yield if you're looking to do buy to let. So what were they saying online about it? Big foodies, it's great for pop-ups, markets, indie shops, and great dining, which is true. They have a, a place called the Corporation Yard, which is sort of loads of little street food places within within one yard, if you will. And again, it's pretty trendy, a bit like Poncana, but um feels a bit more genuine. I don't know why that is, but plenty of dining options. Uh, again, heaps and heaps of great pubs around there if you enjoy your pubs. Indie markets, there's a brewery. And it's right next door to Pont Canna, as I was saying. So if you're looking for better value, that would be uh, the place to buy. And pretty, the most popular part of that, I would say, is just around Victoria Park, which is a lovely old, another park. Um, I came across one comment, which was, I think Canton is the better location for young professionals. Uh, it's really come up in the last few years. Lots of good places to eat and trendy places like Hardline's Coffee. Um, uh, Landaf. That's it. Well done. Landaf. Um, okay. that's, that's really interesting. I mean, it's, uh, it was its own city cause it has a cathedral, Landaf cathedral. And 
I think I mentioned it in when we were talking about the pod with how cities grow, you know, it's technically a city within Cardiff city, but it's, uh, it's not far. It's just to the North. So if you walk out the North of Pontcana, you get to Landaff, which would probably be a 20 minute walk from the city center. But yeah, it's got its own cathedral. It feels like a tiny village, even though it is inside of Cardiff, uh, which is pretty cool to be fair there. It is another great pub, common theme here. Uh, there's another great pub up there. They do a great Sunday lunch, but you can, you know, you can walk to Canton, Pont Cana and the city center. Uh, it sits on the edge of Haley Park and Landaff Fields. Landaff Fields are, are huge fields. And you can get on the Taff Trail, they call it, which follows the River Taff all the way up into the valleys, which is good fun if you want to hike. It was actually named one of the best places to live in the UK by the Sunday Times. Um, and there's a couple of new housing developments there, actually. I think the likes of Red Row and Taylor Wimpy are putting some houses up. But it's pretty, I guess you would call it the posh end. So it's pretty sought after and you pay for it, £350,000 for, for a family home there. And the income per month, if you're looking to rent something out, is pretty similar to the rest of Cardiff. So the yield's pretty low, to be fair. So I would say not for a buy to let, but if you want to live somewhere nice that's close to Cardiff, Landaff's a good shout. Okay, popular with medieval architecture aficionados and Roald Dahl fans, apparently. Uh, that was the famous no- novelist quiet village like hometown of Landaff. So uh, last one, uh, Lisvane. Lisvane's nice. Yeah, that's uh, it's a bit further out of the city, so we're not sort of walking distance anymore. But it's uh, you know it's a very smart place to live. A lot of four, five, six bedroom houses, quite posh. Uh, the northernmost part of Cardiff. It's one of the most affluent suburbs. Good schools, green spaces, and great uh, great properties, cottages, mansions, that sort of thing. You know, you get a lot of the football players and rugby players and. That sort of people will live in in Lisbane. So um, yeah, it's it's smart. Again, I wouldn't buy. I was inquiring actually with uh, an estate agent in Cardiff about some new build stuff, and they had they had in Lisbane, and they were all four or five bedroom houses starting at a million quid. So it's uh, it's pretty posh and expensive. Okay. Well, there's a flavour of the different neighbourhoods, and I'll chat to you about which which would be your sort of top pick at the moment. Um, but overall, I came across one comment on Reddit about Cardiff generally, saying that the 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 you know there's obviously lots of good jobs there, but the wages are slightly lower. But then the houses are lower. It's almost half the price of uh, Bristol. Uh, so there's a wide selection to get onto the housing ladder. Houses in the valleys are also very cheap compared to other places in the UK. Despite its faults, Cardiff is one of the best places to live in the world. I've been to over a quarter of the world's countries, and it's where I choose to live. I do believe it has huge potential too, whether or not that's actually utilised is another matter, but it's the fastest-growing city in the UK and is certainly on the up. Uh, Would you agree with that? I would. I mean, you know, you'd say I'm obviously biased because I enjoy the things it has to offer, green spaces, places to eat, pubs, history, but it's, uh, it really is great. You know, it's very, it feels very small, but it has all of those drivers of a city. And I think the property market there is, is, is strong and it's growing well. So it's um, good value. What other capital city can you buy in the city center for 200,000 quid? Well, you can't. So good value, I think. Yeah. No, as we saw in the the first episode on Cardiff, um, there's a, 
big diverse range of employment. There's a lot of fintech, life sciences, creative industries uh, with the studios and the BBC there. Um, regeneration plans by the council, advanced manufacturing. Um, I've just been doing some work for a construction company called Waits who work very closely with Cardiff City Council. And uh, they're building... Uh, well, the one project that, that uh, we were talking about was they're building modular homes on a former gasworks in Cardiff. And the modular homes are there to be very, very quickly put up uh, temp- uh, as a temporary site. I mean, they're, they're very, very well built now, these modular homes that are built off site and then just kind of craned into place. But that's temporary accommodation while they sort out the planning permission for the for the complete scheme that they'll want to do there. Uh, and then once they've done that, they'll pick up the modular homes and put move them to a different site, to a, a more permanent site for the modular homes. So modular homes in Cardiff is a thing. Um, they said they'd also done a scheme in Roth, uh, which so modular homes is very much going to be a theme around the country, I think, where because it's it's a good option for councils and you can get a lot of accommodation very quickly. So, um, uh, well, that's it for today. Um, thank you very much, Callum. Thanks, Paul. Been lovely chatting. Thanks to Emma, brilliant producer from Brilliant Audio. Uh, My name's Paul Shearer. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at Brilliant Audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.